five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier podcast covering both the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, joined virtually as always by Omni at Omni Strife, and back with his fake family, having spent time with his real family, is Jordan at Sir Dr. JM. Welcome back. Hello, hello. It's a pleasure to be back with my real family. I'm happy hey. to see you again, Daddy. I, I, okay, I, I referenced us as your fake family, having spent time with your real family. Oh, is that what you said? I, sorry, That's I got backwards. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go in and, and cast any doubt about your family. They are real, allegedly. Allegedly real. That, that <laughs> whack of the microphone was to put oh. you in your place through the internet. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to have to, like, you know, edit that out. Because, like, the way I heard it didn't sound too badly. But I bet you when we put it up onto, like, you know, whatever the heck you get your podcast around and listen to the show, your ears will like start to bleed. We can, we can just say that, uh, you had to censor me because I was so mm. upset. Mm. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> hey, what a weekend of overwatch uh, league action. Uh, we had, uh, some teams that made us shake our head. We had some matches that, uh, were all that in a bag of chips. And what's the overwatch league without a little controversy? Cause heck you can't do nothing straightforward in this place. We're going to cover all of that uh, this week. That's why we're here. Exactly. Um, Pickums, they were glorious. Let me tell you, we'll get into that. And uh, I don't know, there's all sorts of other things to, to talk about, as there always is in a three hour show. So uh, without further ado, <laughs> let's start pushing the payload. Moving the payload. Join me. So both the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant found themselves into the knockouts, but because, again, they were on the bottom half of the uh, knockout bracket, that meant they were already assessed a loss. There was no double knockout for them. It was single knockout. Omni and I had the Titans and the Defiant winning. Jordan. Yeah, I made the did same you have mistake. That? <laughs> well, okay. Spoiler alert. Like, maybe someone has not watched it. They were hoping to, like, try to, you know, watch it on two times speed while we walk through the maps as we do but don't yeah. bother that's my advice oh okay <laughs> let's let's for argument's sake say one of those matches could like if you listen to last week's show you know Omni and i are here talking about vancouver shock like oh, there's something about this mm-hmm. and then the toronto one we were like toronto has to win like there's just mm-hmm. they shouldn't the way they've been playing but they have to unfortunately they didn't Neither did Vancouver. Let's let's talk about the Vancouver uh, Shock matchup. Um, if we recall, the last time these two teams met in the pro am, the Shock had been rolled by a contender's side, and then the Vancouver Titans were kind enough to uh, cheer San Francisco up <laughs> by losing to them. And uh, well, the hope was that they would, you know, shut them down. And if you were watching this until, let's say, map, eh, I don't know. Three, you were kind of thinking that that might be the case. Uh, but why uh, it didn't go to the way of the Titans comes down to the fact that they play control twice. And as we have come to realize, <laughs> not the Titans' strength. Uh, like Control just seems to be like voodoo to them. And, you know, a biffed EMP. I think that's probably the good synopsis if we were to, to give one. Uh, that and the fact that apparently Proper uh, knows how to click heads. Oh, uh, yeah. He occasionally reminds us of that. 
it, it, it was, you know, watching the matchup, like the Vancouver Titans come out um, on Elios with, you know, a pretty compelling start. But San Francisco grabs the point early. San Francisco holds the point. Um, San Francisco thrown out the Moira because Moira's OP. Um, and it you know, was like t- deja vu. <laughs> yeah, but like, the, could you go and point to something like, oh man, Vancouver's just, they got to smarten this up. They got to change here. They got to do that. Or would you say that Vancouver was doing everything they could? Just San Francisco was better, at least on Ilios. Uh, I think. San Francisco came out with like some weird stuff a little bit uh, to begin with, and on on the initial map at least, I think they had like um the Moira, like you said, Orissa Brawl, something that they did not really maybe Titans did not expect May Reaper, and they just like they're they're bulky. There's a girth diff there, I think, <laughs> and uh, nobody really looked good on the Titans and in, in, in ruins. I mean, Inspire sometimes on the Sojourn did. Did some things as he often does, uh, but yeah, something about Ilios this map in particular. Titans just don't really, um, don't really excel at, to say the least. Uh, when they went to Lighthouse, they went to more of a comfort pick in the Diva, um, mm-hmm. and I think Shock went Winston Echo or something like that. Which but is some- what we've seen the Titans do, and right. not do it with very well. The Echo with right. success. I don't know. Some some weird decisions, I think, maybe last moment decisions. Maybe they expected Shock to play something else. They're just slow to, to get into rhythm with these maps. Maybe it's the fact that these maps are played first. Uh, but we even saw them, like you alluded to, that they're not really good when doesn't matter when they play it. And they lose sometimes to like weaker teams than they are. I actually believe that, you know, as a whole, they play out this match a bunch of times. I, I do think like Vancouver looked better than Shock more often than they looked worse. Some some circumstances there with proper just going crazy and, and that that EMP of course. But like when they do match up uh one against another, it doesn't look like they are the, the weaker team. Just like on control maps that they're they're not looking just as good. And and the gap is huge. That's the weird part to me. Like when they play and and their better maps, like when they're not playing cough, they're they're just dominating. And when they do go to their their weaker uh, uh, types of maps, the gap is huge, and it doesn't really matter who the opponent is. Unfortunately, I'm I'm not really sure what what goes on there, but I think maybe it's a good thing too that you know what your weaknesses are. I mean, if they're if they'll be just as good on these maps, they'll, they'll you know level up, of course. No thoughts there, Jordan. You're muted, Jordan. Jordan. Sure, I am. Not anymore. <laughs> um, sorry, it takes it, just like the Vancouver Titans. It you know takes me a minute to get back in the swing of things, right? Um, uh, a lot of the same thoughts as as Alex there. Um, you know, like you said, Aspire looks good when when he pops off on the sojourn and you know again we we've heard him talk about not being crazy about playing the sojourn but you know regardless he's he's excellent at it um san francisco coming out with i think some sort of seemingly off meta picks um but that's something that i think crusty has a bit of a reputation for and in past weeks we had seen not really working very well um mm-hmm. but it really started to Seem like it was coming together on this uh, on this map, of course, on Ilios. 
Um, you know, they, they had Orisa for a while there. They had, uh, May Reaper for a while. Um, and then, I mean, as you mentioned as well, Moira, and we haven't seen a lot of other than like May, um, we haven't seen a lot of those, those heroes, um, this, this season so far, but they made it look good on this map. And then shortly after that, things kind of took a turn. Yeah. Well, and that turn was Blizzard World. Mm-hmm. Um, when was the last time that you saw a team? Because every team tries it, the, you know, Widow jump shot or whatever out of spawn. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about like, oh, hey, they gave, you know, so-and-so like a free, you know, 9% before they switched to Tracer or whomever. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you actually saw a head get clicked and a player get deleted? Yeah. Yeah. How to spawn like this? It was, and it was, it was so so surprising. You could even see the van, like the Titans, sort of like, oh, do we press? Yeah, and yeah. I think it was like Jake on the cast, like go 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 go, like he was trying mm-hmm. to compel them. Yeah, because I don't think anyone is expecting <laughs> that shot to work. And, then, and they said, yeah, and they said that Life Weaver is not good in this patch. Come on. <laughs> But, you know, the Vancouver Titans get that early pick. They immediately put the the foot on the gas. Again, this is different. Titans that we've had, what, three seasons now? Foot in the gas moments were very rare. Mm-hmm. And this team, outside of that moment, like, oh, my God, it worked. Foot in the gas. And we we see how the Vancouver Titans start to become very, I don't know, very aggressive around the, the Punk Diva Um you got Aspire, then I think who I think you went over to the Hanzo. Yep. Uh, from from the Widow shot, um, just hanging out on top of the the uh, the turret. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of the tank, the siege tank from uh, Starcraft. From, uh, Starcraft, yeah. Like he's just hanging out, throwing arrows. Like yeah. no one, no one's really pressing him. Yeah. Um, and and you know, not only that, you have Faith and Crimzo not really getting pressured either. Like it's almost as if the shock kind of saw their mental break a bit and then couldn't, you know, catch themselves together, get or get back together. Like they just, the Titans, I mean, they slowed down going inside on uh, towards a third point. That was when San Francisco finally settled, but yeah, it was moot. This, this was a, honestly, this was a really fun map from the get go. If you know, if you're a Vancouver fan, um, like you say, you know, they pushed in pretty aggressively after that pick at the start, but then that entire stretch from, uh, initially, you know, unlocking the payload to that first checkpoint, um, like they, they have five minutes for it and it pretty much gets within th- five meters. I think it's like four or less meters to the checkpoint before San Francisco is able to get them off. And then there's a bit mm-hmm. of a stall there before they cap, but what a, what a fun and sort of exciting back and forth we saw. Like San Francisco did manage to get it under control at that point. Um, they, uh, I believe they had a, a pretty decent uh, somber EMP that allowed them to finally get that pick on either Faith or Crimzo. Um, and that's kind of what stalled it out before they did eventually get, uh, get that first checkpoint there or second checkpoint, I guess. Um, but it was, it was just fantastic to watch, right? Just such a back and forth. Um, and, and a strong initial push from Vancouver. And then, like you say, they, they do eventually cap and then get it inside. So, yeah. But then, you know, roles reverse and Blizzard World is Vancouver's home. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some comfortability on this map that they possess that not many teams have. Um, <clears throat> San Francisco had to do everything 
just to to cap mm-hmm. and arguably you know it's possible the titans could have challenged but i think they went with the smarter approach hey we've chewed up the clock we're the ones who are in control mm-hmm. let's go and, and stabilize take that high ground now yeah and you know unlike san fran who lost the high ground immediately on escort Mm-hmm. Uh, the Titans held on and started chewing up the clock to the point that suddenly the shock just shot out of time. Yeah, they looked really bad on their um, <laughs> you know, attack. Like, there were some moments there. Uh, Faith was doing crazy things on the brig as he a lot many times does. He spots there. I think it was he sang, and he just mm-hmm. knee jerks in the MPA for oh, yeah, nothing. He, he, he sang could have could have translocated home to yeah. safety. But he pops his cue because, <laughs> and there, and that's not even the most egregious, uh, egregious uh, part of that uh, whole fight. There was a point there where Punk just stands still on the bridge. Oh yeah, on top. And, and there's, they have nothing to just go up there or boop him off, move him, or like do anything, and just stands like, like, like in a bronze uh, uh, game where where a tank literally just doesn't <laughs> even move from side to side. He just stands there asserting his dominance. Yeah, but the Titans like this map. I, I also something that I was uh, trying to say when, when while I was muted. I think I oh. think they're also uh, pretty good at uh, learning from their past mistakes. I, they did take like on a, uh, attack the third in OT, something that they failed to do against. I think it was the Glads, and they they got just to that like last push and they missed it. And I think it was very important, so they had it invested heavily when they needed to. And and they yeah the one 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 the cheese from uh, San Francisco did not work. On this map, at least, we also we also saw you know just to highlight another player popping off, Crimzo totally unchallenged on that yes. bridge as uh, as uh, San Francisco brings the cart around the the turret and everything. Crimzo just you know he's doing DPS at that point. He's not even healing because he can right because nobody's challenging him and and it just oh it looked so good. Well, we've we've seen that quite a bit. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, we we'll see it again somewhat on uh, on Esperanza. I'm still somewhat bitter, but we, when we see the Titans have the success is when Crimzo is simply allowed to play the game as if there's, he's invisible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we, the Titans just become that much stronger. And I, I genuinely wonder why teams forget about Crimzo or determine they don't need to pressure. I get that. Also, it's nice to have a, 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 brig by the name of faith you know mm-hmm. hanging out but uh, it is definitely you know a, a dominant uh, play style when when crimson is allowed to as you say dps it's it's so funny for me because going into this season um and, and i mean in seasons past obviously and I've, i think i've said this on more recent episodes a lot of people were big crimson fans and i kind of think it had more to do with the player than anything. Um, mm-hmm. I personally was always kind of like, I'm sure he's a fine guy, but you know, I just never really saw the skill there. Um, and, and there were people who were, you know, all about him on Boston. And I was just kind of like, I don't see su- anything super impressive. And now that I'm seeing him play on Vancouver and faith as well, I'm a believer, you know, yeah. like it's the two of them together. Um, but also individually, they just, they, they sing. It's, it's great. So Titans get it 1-1, loser picks, get to go on to Havana. And uh, the Vancouver Titans have become, 
I don't know if dominant is maybe the appropriate term when it comes to the escort phase or escort maps, but they've figured out the spawn camp um, very effectively. Uh, I would say they're up there with the best when it comes to taking as much time as you can from a team before they go and get the opportunity to actually move the payload a few meters more than they have. Like it's, it's unreal how they just simply set up. They've got the, I think Aspire was on, um, Sojourn for this map as well. If memory serves me correct. Which is um, later a bit. Yeah. To Hanzo. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, like we, we see the Titans chew clock and then it just makes it that much more difficult. Um, especially on Havana to then get it around the two corners just to get it to the, the point. Yeah. Did the Titans fold a little bit on the inside? Yeah. But again, it's like they play with the idea that, okay, we just need to prevent them from getting three. In fact, let's prevent them from getting two and we can win this. They might have prevented them from getting even first on like proper just went nuts. Well, yeah. On the Hanzo. It's just, yeah. Click, click, click. Yeah. Yeah, they, they have that, like, very annoying tenacity about their, or, or resilience, however you want to call it, when they do get a map that they're good at. And they just, like, feels like you're bashing your head against the wall sometimes. And, and um, they're they're pretty solid on these. Um, Yeah, like, they had some moments there where, where Jinming with the anni- Annihilation looked a little bit good, you know, the Ramatra, the, some some ultimates you just can do anything about, like you take it, right? Um, on attack, that, uh, though, uh, are we already addressing the attack for uh, um, because they did, you, you mentioned that they held, uh, held them off before the third point. Mm-hmm. I think Shock kind of made a blunder right off the bat, like with the Widow pick was a little weird, they didn't spawn camp. Like gave gave Vancouver just a free you know push and and we see how teams like how much <laughs> we're gonna see more in the 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 other match we're gonna talk about how much damage you can actually uh, do just by being there annoying uh, the hell out of the team that tries to get out of spawn and they didn't do that and like yeah did he. Like proper, sometimes would get a pick or two, but like the rest of the team, they have nothing to do. Like, well, but they they gave Van, like that widow pick. Like, how is he going to click ahead through a Ramatra shield? And uh, <laughs> and the fact tough, that he's yeah. having to dodge arrows. Yeah. Like I, I, you're right. It, it was an odd, an odd selection. Um, they felt they, like they're panicky a little bit. Shock, where after they. You know, did go back to the Hanzo like for proper. They didn't. They didn't play well. But no, but like, is it a panic when you make the make a make the wrong pick? I mean, in fairness, <laughs> we'll see the Vancouver Titans come out with uh, an interesting rollout uh, on uh, what was it? Was it University City Center? Oh yeah. Um, but again, you know, Aspire is given free reign. He's clicking heads. I think it was was this the map where Crinzo set up in the stairwell? with the window. So I think it was, so he couldn't get, uh, he wasn't, he's essentially devoid of any sight line and proceeding to just pump out the, the double heel and damage, um, just to push through shock or committing alts. I don't remember losing situations, but again, like the, when was it that you could say that the Vancouver Titans were able to get teams to commit bad alts 
to fights. Normally it's the opposite. Like Vancouver would panic. We sort of mm-hmm. saw it from this team a little bit earlier, but they've, they've continued Ish. to improve, continue to improve. So, you know, they're up to one San Fran goes and says, okay, we're going to pick Esperanza. And, uh, when Vancouver comes out with, uh, uh, the, the punk Winston, um, versus the, the Junbin Winston, I'm not entirely sure I'm all that keen on, on sort of that mirror. Um, but it was, when we talk about mirror, the initial fight was just that, like Junbin and punk jumping past each other to go back to get heels. Um, yet Vancouver comes out with the first pick, second pick, third pick, and suddenly... Their dives are better. Yeah, well, they're... Like, very DPS, much so. At the start, yeah, the DPS are just, like, raining terror on, on um, shock supports. I mean, you know, the shock weren't able to stabilize until the Titans were, like, an inch away from the butt scratch. Which they eventually got as well, if I... Yeah, well, the Titan. The, I don't think the Titans got in the first push... When they no, won no. The, they won the next fight, and then they got the, the scratch after yeah, There that. was like an EMP there. and To, to and, the shock's credit, though, and this is where Proper starts to decide he wants to, huh. he wants to win. They, they took it to the Titans and had the lead. For- and Titans, yeah, Titans looked a little bit like not as, as you know, the same Titans you... you we talked about like being disciplined and not panicky and they felt a little bit like loose at the seams after this point. They, it's like they felt this transition from, from the shock and were a little bit intimidated by it. And unfortunately, yeah. Um, they kind of did uh, get to a point where they uh, won a few clean fights, but it was a bit too little too late. Uh, it was a hard, hard map for them. I mean, in fairness, if Sugar Free doesn't biff that EMP, yes, that last that EMP, painful one. Not only do the Titans, the Titans, if he doesn't biff that EMP, the Titans win that fight. There's still time on the clock. They're getting that to the butt scratch at minimum. They're still behind, but they're getting it to the butt scratch at very minimum. They have another shot, yeah, and they have alts. And unfortunately, they lose that fight. San Francisco is able to go and chew up that that real estate that the Titans did everything they possibly could to earn back, but alt economies just swung to San Fran. San Fran knew that they simply needed to, to bide their time. And while it did look for a moment, like the Titans were going to be able to go in and make a miracle happen. Um, they didn't get that, like that one pick that would have caused that to occur. Like it was just, they had to have something go right 10 times. And it unfortunately went wrong. But that then takes you to control, which, man, it's like the, as I say, voodoo to the Vancouver Titans. Um, so we get to see the Titans roll out on Oasis and uh, known top tier uh, Reaper, uh, Spire, huh. comes out. And I, I, I'm i wondering, like, did they believe that they were going to have a Ramatra? Like, like, it was a really weird pick. I have never seen yeah, a the Spire lot of- on a Reaper. <laughs> And, and it's funny because at the start when they were facing uh, them on Ilios, right, we saw the Orissa suddenly come out from the shock. Mm-hmm. And you, you'd think, well, wow, that would have been nice for, for uh, um, Punk to go Junker Queen. It's, an, it's a pretty good uh, tank to, to match. 
and it was kind of flipped like mm-hmm. what's going on yeah and yeah yeah i mean the titans the the titans made a bad rollout decision which is okay fine you, they do you, that sometimes it happens right but they committed to that far too long and by the time that they made that first map interesting it was last fight territory mm-hmm. right yeah you cannot sustain that yeah, San Francisco and had this. Shock did like uh, almost gave him kind of like a window. They, they blundered like a, a blizzard there in the last fight, but nah, it was too too little, too late. Yeah, late, and then yeah, and then that you know the last map. I mean, the Titans did everything they could possibly oh, do that, right. I mean, had last the mirror, fight. I mean, the, it starts <laughs> off with the mere May boops. So each May goes for a ride <laughs> um, via Lucio, like. But the, the Titans did everything, yeah. and yet, you know, you got to be good to be lucky and lucky to be good. And unfortunately for the Titans, at least this particular day, they were unlucky. It was and especially Junmin, uh, especially Punk uh, getting punched in his punks. Yeah, repeatedly. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> that was a weird yeah. moment down in the stairwell where all the fights take place. Mm-hmm. But that last fight, that OT was so long, um, it was kind of crazy. Well, I mean, okay, I think all five Titans dove onto the point. Like, one would yeah, come off, one would come on. Like the, co- the coordination, like, to give them credit, the coordination to execute this was phenomenal. But it was yeah. just stalling what seemed to be inevitable because they weren't able to go in at any point and stabilize. And meanwhile, San Fran's, okay, we got two, we got three, we got four. Oh, look, all five of us are here now. I mean, but the other thing, too, though, was, like, San Francisco's, they, they weren't killing them quick enough for it to matter. And because of that, uh, they were popping ults to try and get one kill. And mm-hmm. then somehow Vancouver would still get a pick. Then their guy would go down. But they'd have another guy there just in time. And so it just drew it out. And, I mean, they did eventually flip it and, and everything. And it was... You know, San Francisco was sitting at 99 to like 82 for a while, and then it got to 99, 99, and and all that happened. And it was, it was just crazy. Honestly, I mean, I tweeted out, I can't even remember if it was during this game or another game now, but I tweeted out uh, that it's it's great to have fun watching Vancouver play again because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know any other way to describe this match than than fun. Um, honestly, it was it was a wild ride. It really seemed like Vancouver was going to get probably their first win against San Francisco since what twenty stage one nineteen, yeah stage one champion yeah so and that was it. it it's upsetting too because they should have won I, yeah. I think on paper now like yeah. uh, Vancouver is better and and when you try to be like uh, you know level up like Vancouver is mm-hmm. you got to take care of those you know weaknesses if you've got and and usually they got away with it but today like being terrible in king of the hill literally cost them the game and you know i don't think they get past the round after that but you so it doesn't really matter in the long run but you would have liked to get this who stuff. would they have played a mayhem i think oh goodness <laughs> yeah okay well then again to your you know comment on in uh, RSP Discord, at least one of those two teams would have gone through as opposed to the yeah. reality of neither. Um, 
So you're you're excited to watch the Vancouver Titans play. Uh a segue. Are we still excited to watch the Toronto Defiant play? Because they got to take on the New York Excelsior. The Defiant had a very conventional start on Night Market to New York's. So I'm not exactly sure what they were trying to do. The Doom. Like I, I don't like <laughs> I think it was Jake said on cast, like, Kalusha's just going to sit here on the point and he's going to go and he's going to own it. It's real estate. Which he did. Right? Like, you, Doom's going to come in. He's got getting zapped the moment he arrives because they microwaved. The I think they, right? they use the microwaved? term. Okay. Um, <laughs> you've got this big shield that then also prevents any heals from coming through to Doom. So you then, you know, he's <clears throat> diving back out if he makes it. Like, and it, it, it is just, so surreal that New York stuck with this. And I wonder if Toronto is like, oh, man, this is easy. Huh. Look at this. They don't know how to play this game. It's even when, when they got first pick with Fitz, um, pfft, nothing worked, really. They couldn't capitalize off of it. Well, you, you, you bring up Fitz, because on, on Li Zhang, Fitz uh, decided to make amends on Control Tower. Fitz gets he, picks. Yeah, No kidding. Like... I think Ultraviolet went to challenge him and dead. Uh, and then suddenly Fitz is like, and uh, uh, OG gone. And uh, oh, um, Ultraviolet already gone. Like, oh, it just boom, boom, boom. Like, and what's interesting here is that, you know, Kellen's come out on the, the Ram. Kalusha's on, on Ryan. He's playing Ryan really well. But suddenly. Toronto no longer knows how to adapt. Like <laughs> they also do like weird mistakes, like that one man shutter from Kaluge. Uh, hey, it's about asserting dominance. Yeah, yeah, which they and they later lose the same fight. Uh, but dominance, dominance was, was not asserted, uh, was it? <laughs> well, yeah. I am so good that I can lose the fight and use my shadow, <sighs> and I still think I'm better than you. Dominance. dominance. No, I, this is where I feel Toronto, and uh, who knows if this is true, but Toronto in one map went from, hey, we've got this, throw her in a neutral. <laughs> and suddenly the New York Excelsior, who we've said this, they're not a team that you can take for granted, took advantage, got the momentum, started building confidence. And what went from a control map that arguably should have been Toronto's. I, th I think it's very fair to say Toronto wins this map if they had played as well as they did on on uh, Night Market. They lose. But, yeah. you know, to Toronto's credit, they too play well on Blizzard World. And New York, not so much. Yeah, they, they brought in Shockwave, who we're going to speak a little bit after. Um, well, this maybe wasn't Shockwave's best, but don't worry. No, not, not in this particular <laughs> one. He's going to redeem himself. Yes, after. yes. Just like, just like Fitz had a bad map, Shockwave, he had a bad map too. There's this spot there before they go into the, the Diablo Castle that like lots of teams struggle with. And I think there was even a C9 to end this entire map. Like They did not look as good. Going into this, well... We'll, I don't know if we're, we're going to summarize like what, what's going on with Toronto. Both teams going into this were, what, 3-5? and five? Yeah, they're both 3-5. And, like, New York, they have been looking a little bit better, but they're not, like, your 
mayhem or your you know uh, uh, Glad's, Houston or, or or even to, or even Vancouver they would do these weird mistakes or or, or slumps uh, in in a particular map they did not really look good and and Toronto did get this map uh, after like losing you know Lijiang in the fashion they did I. I Sam was going crazy after the map in the comms, trying to like hype his guys up and all that. Like, it, this was the only map that like it looked like um, Toronto were were looking maybe better, and and the rest they just they if uh, and maybe I'm mistaken to say this, but if you look at video, they looked relieved after winning, <laughs> which. Sure. But but this is the thing you've you've only lost one map, you won your pick. I don't feel that you relief is how you should feel. Yeah, I guess because it, it it sort of gives you an indication that maybe your mental has you worried about losing. Which oh, absolutely about with them at this point, absolutely, absolutely. If you're thinking about losing, guess what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. I cannot uh, like even fathom how how bad things are now <laughs> like after knowing how this entire <laughs> match yeah so. well uh we're going to talk about how things are going uh when we get there but let's talk a little bit about havana so the toronto defiant uh start off really well uh they come out and burn what was it 90 I think what, no, not more than 90 seconds. Uh they burn everything down to like 30 seconds before yeah. new york finally starts moving the payload. Like toronto has just chewed up the clock and we've seen this occur where okay maybe now because the team of how they have to roll out gets a free corner maybe two but toronto has the ability to stall and stop they don't (laughs) now okay fine clock reset (laughs) it's a you know i think it's a buck 30 on the clock not a problem there's a struggle getting it around the the hoppers or whatever the hell those things are called in the refinery. And New York is just like, well, this is our payload. We're driving at home. See you in the castle. Like Toronto at this point can't do anything right. Shockwave is uh, you're dead back to spawn. You can go back to spawn. You can go back to spawn. Uh, Dragon strike. You can go back to spawn. Like, it's as if, and we were talking about this before we clicked record. It's as if New York was like, oh, okay, Vancouver did this on Hollywood. And they did this too, and they did that. Let's do that. That worked. That looks good. They took some profuse notes on how you move a, a, a escort phase through overtime. They did it a little bit differently. Vancouver waited until they had to or else. Yeah. New York did it from the get-go. So maybe they, they should update their notes, not to do it the hard way. But if you're Toronto at this point, like, what more could you have done? In fact, I I don't know if there's much more that Toronto could have done on defense. Well, okay, there is a lot they could have done. They could have stopped. <laughs> they could have won That's, some fights. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. The, New York had no business going the full way. I, I really with thought. With only 30 were, seconds out of spawn. I really thought you were about to drop an F bomb when you said going the f- <laughs> In my full way. That was, it was they, this, the intention was there. This map was just unbelievable, honestly. Like I know you're already talking third point and everything, but like Toronto literally held New York until they had six seconds left. 
They, it wasn't until they didn't get a, a team kill until six seconds left. It was. Oh, I thought and it was thirty. So it's six it seconds. It is six seconds. Oh, I just watched it, and then they take the cart all the way to that first checkpoint. They get another team kill right before the checkpoint as it comes around that kind of yeah. turn by the whatever little phone booth thingy. And, um, and you get some some more time, right? When you get the checkpoints yeah, at least on the buck, first the buck thirty. Yeah, they, not, get, they get not a lot. One thirty. Um, and and they just they just keep it rolling, and it's like Toronto looked so good with that hold and we've seen them do this before as well where they have this really impressive hold and the second it breaks it's like they think we did it guys they crumble we're we're good so, we don't have to put up a fight now because we yeah. held them for x amount of time and in this case i would have agreed with them they come into the fight with three ults they have uh sojourns uh they have baptiste and i want to say lucio or ram i can't quite remember because i'm already past that now but well the the lucio was dead through the f- the dragon strike oh, okay but in, in in like just behind the doors it, it like ultimately it, it it doesn't matter like they come into that fight after the hold and you know they're thinking we just got to win one cuz they do and then they can't and then it gets yep. into the building and Same. yeah, there's a little bit of a back and forth, but they have them they, in at they, 30. They, get so. some, they even get first pick before the checkpoint, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just, it's just, they, like, what a collapse, honestly. Like, it, it feels bad to say because, like, this team wasn't performing at a super high level anyway. So did they really, can you collapse when you've already collapsed? Well, that is a collapse. But in you terms of this seconds. match, yeah, in terms of this round, it is a full-on collapse from the, you know, monumental Classic. hold you had. Before though, let, I mean the the defense was a collapse. But what did Toronto do in attack? They got out the doors and they start moving the payload, and they start they don't stop until they get inside, mm-hmm. and then they start to slow down. But they still have much more time, yes. and all they need to do is have point one on the clock True. at the end, and they win. I mean. I loosely use that because I understand New York <laughs> was in a very similar situation and lost, but I don't think Toronto folds twice. You don't think that, Pro- well, <laughs> but yet, you know, Toronto has to fight tooth or nail just to get in mm-hmm. to extra. And then New York does the same thing. Yeah. Toronto and New York, they're like complete opposites. It's it's unbelievable. And and the crumble, whatever you want to call it, it's just the downward spiral. Even the the, the spiral itself has a downward spiraler to you know, to amplify it. And all the resilience that we see from from a team like New York here, whenever things when whenever their back their backs are against the walls or on the ropes, whatever you know, sports analogy you want to use, they play better. They understand like it's it's do or die. We gotta we gotta do this, and they they level up. And and Toronto, it's the complete opposite. Unfortunately, I think you, you could argue that New York plays like they have nothing to lose, whereas yeah, Toronto yeah. was playing like they had everything to lose. Yeah, and and I think it's start well. It, it, it's already a process before, like with the hype, with the Team USA. And and uh, yeah. you, you know what they you, if you think it doesn't bother them, <laughs> evidently you're you're greatly mistaken. They are yeah. boomed beyond boomed. And I know we're, I'm making assumptions in here, but I I absolutely um I am I am I am sure that this is the case. You can tell it from the gameplay. You can tell it from the cams. You can 
They're not like the type of players to bury their head in the sand and not like read social media and not be aware of what's going on. They're they're completely aware. And when this this gets into your head, mm-hmm. which it is inside your head, it consumes you and, and that's the only reasonable explanation why to why you crumble so many times in a row against a team that you should be beating easily. Yeah. All right. Let's not hide behind the fact that they're not playing like a an Atlanta Reign in here. And and both of these teams are three and five, but you would not expect them, you know, going into the season that these teams would have the same record. And and what happens is even the weaker team on paper is the one to have the upper hand. And, and like, then they go, okay, are we going into OT? That's even like the same story that happened on the normal time bank, but only amplified tenfolds. Like it, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. New York, New York goes one and a half. Toronto couldn't get one. Yeah, yeah. Like I they, think, I think Toronto once New York did what New York did, Toronto had tapped out. They moved on to okay, what's that next map that we need to pick to play and have a chance at to keeping this this going? Insane. That's that's how it felt to me because yeah, after putting up such. Such a defense. Like, honest to goodness, teams don't lose that. The way, What Toronto did, teams don't lose. Mm-hmm. You'd expect, like, a team like Valiant or, 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 or Paris. And, and and then it's not even a fair comparison, not for Toronto, but for, for like, Valiant, right? Because you're not expected, the, the, the you're not expected to, like, <laughs> win. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's... It's painful to see, and, and like it's like watching a car accident happening slowly, week after week after week, and it just gets worse and worse. Yeah, uh, to segue here, I think we need a baguette jar or something like that because <laughs> called them Paris. Yeah, I noticed that too. I laughed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you know, I, I've, I do it myself. I just think we need to 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 yeah. throw some Every some of the non, Vegas. non-existent well, I, money I, I, into a jar. Here. I saw some photos. There's there's a, an Eiffel Tower in Vegas too. Same so. thing. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Defiant decide that they need to win it out in Toronto on Toronto. Um, they choose Why the did they Street. do that too? Like we, we often joke about how bad they are in this map. I don't understand. Well, they choose New Queen Street uh, <laughs> and they bring uh, Sermajit in uh, to try to home field advantage, you know, shake things up. And uh, even this one is like a whole another can of worms, right? Like it, it, they didn't see the, the it's, it, it's like Toronto had three different game plans going into new Queen street. New York had one. New York. New York's plan game was plan to, was win. And Toronto's. Well, yeah. Not, and they, three different ways. you mentioned, uh, Sir Majid and like, it's, it's, it doesn't even matter who plays at this point, like Lep and creative. They just diffed all maps. Hydron, he played fine. Like, Kaluj, uh some questionable decisions, but but on supports and I broken record here. Supports will win and lose you 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 games. Um, this was like sheer diffing on the support line. This is where you go in competitive, like support diff at the end of every map. This is how it felt to me. Well, I mean, if you're Kaluj though, like Kaluj goes into brawl but can't get the support to 
to brawl. There's no sustain for him. So then he goes into dive, but goes into dive, and suddenly he's having to dive the hell out of dodge because, again, not getting the support to sustain. And he's like, New York collapsed. It was like at any point yeah. that Kaluj were to try to dive, all of a sudden, all five Excelsior players were there shaking hands. Like, it was very coordinated. They're playing Overwatch. Wow. Yeah. But like, it, it, this was sort of the point of three different game plans. Like, it didn't occur to me that Toronto was doing like, I, I, I was playing around this week and, and someone had commented about how, um, as a tank, I had in the entire match, I had two kills. That's all I had. You. Two kills. How dare you. As a Reinhardt. Awful. Now, uh, the, the opposing team points out your Reinhardt had close to 20k in damage. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone over chaos, 10 <laughs> over 10k in 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 mitigation <laughs> not sure if it's your reinhardt that's maybe the issue yeah, no here. kidding right like their heels were through the roof granted like it yeah. was it, it, now other people were getting part- the picks or the lms but yeah. you were holding the wall like i the, the fight would occur yeah. and then we would ultimately lose and I'll, I'll take full blame for not being able to do whatever needed to be done whether it was creating the space or, or what have you but I feel that collusion in the situation, there wasn't anything that he could have even done. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting that you point that out too, because I really did, uh, you know, for my money, I was kind of focusing on collusion and I would have said that he really wasn't making anything happen. I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd go as far as to say he was feeding, but I think you kind of also hit the important part, which is he's not able to do that when he's got no, no sustained behind him right yeah. and i think that's part of what they're really struggling with right now is you know again i i actually i've kind of been a i don't want to say apologist for kaluge but i always thought that he was underrated when it came to san francisco's run with him yeah. on their tank line um and you know for whatever reason people are just oh kaluge was okay but you know look who is supporting exactly right and i think that's that's a big part of the problem right now which is hey. tough I'm a bumper stand, but I mean, you take away are. slime and twilight. Yeah. Was there anyone else that might've been able to sustain bumper? Yeah. Right. Like it, it crimson. You know, Omni, yeah. <laughs> Omni's right though. Like you, you live and die by your support. And in this particular case, Toronto didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. And if your support can't sustain your tank, that's not the end all or be all because he can then lean on the shoulders of like, you know, San Fran, what would they do? Well, we've got proper, he'll click heads. Maybe we'll, you know, but you, yeah, you got our tank, but guess what? We dropped your two DPS and one of your supports dead next, but you need someone right? like it, it shifts that like way. That, right. Yeah. And at Toronto just hasn't had that yeah. consistently. Like we've, we've talked about, Oh, Hydron, look at that. Pop off moments, pop off moments, but oh. I don't know if he's got the the backpack large enough or yeah. anything more than sort of the the side bag. But Toronto does lose, and um, they lose in such a way that uh, Grayson shares some disappointment on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Didn't see the tweet. Uh, he, he shared it. I put it in Discord. I did not screen cap it because <laughs> he does roll through his tweets. He'll eventually disappear. But it was definitely underperforming our expectations. There's a lot of work to do to reset before we go again appreciate the support but it's this final sentence that gives me pause yeah really shaking my head right now yeah he's thinking why did we spend this much on this team well and toronto has been spending this much on this team 
for many seasons now. But we also like they, they're not afraid to spend money. We also know that with this particular roster, they were complete competing with at least two other organizations that wanted the American Tornado Corps. Right. Yeah, I I did raise this in our Discord. Is it possible that we see change? I know change is essentially every season with Toronto. I was say. But we don't often see change from Toronto midway through. And I'm not suggesting they go and they press the reset button. But, I mean, that word is dropped in his tweet. There's a lot of work to do to reset before we go again. It's that really shaking my head right now. Mm -hmm. That seems very purposeful. It does. It does indeed. And we know Adam has used our show in the past to share feelings, thoughts, desires in a matter of com the competitive spirit like he, he wants to win and oam sees winning teams everywhere except in the overwatch league yes anyhow uh titans out toronto's out we get to see them again next in like july sometime because we don't know that when the schedule sort of restarts outside of what's happening in korea which neither of those teams got to book tickets to uh, before we move on, Toronto did get a uh, a W outside of uh, what happened in Overwatch League action. <laughs> uh, they got a W with the league. Now, the exact details aren't entirely clear, but to recap what OAM said uh, in a press release uh, that they uh, announced on uh, June 5th, if you weren't paying attention, is that uh, they came to an agreement with the Overwatch League, and the key highlights of the agreement are the signing of a sponsorship deal between the Toronto Defiant and the Overwatch League, and the elimination of any outstanding entry fees. The agreement also provides for the parties to explore further changes to the Overwatch League business plan moving forward. Now, in the grand scheme of this, what does this mean? Entry fees? Kapoof. Now, I don't know if it's they got a refund. Let's not be too hasty to suggest the Overwatch League might be giving them money back. That I do not know. And there are some who suggest that, oh, the sponsorship is the uh, refund of the entry fees. I don't think that that's the case. I genuinely believe the word sponsorship is that the Overwatch League is now providing a subsidy to the teams, just as if the Overwatch League was a sponsor with their logo on a broadcast. It feels like the teams are now in the driver's seat regarding that, as opposed to them sort of being on an island to themselves. But again, yeah. I, I don't know with certainty, but that's that's the way it reads to me. Yeah, there's lots of things going about the league, like none of this is still, uh, you know, official. I think it was Sam. Who did he speak with uh, in one of his warm-ups? Uh, oh, the, there, yeah, yeah, it was Sam and the, um, Seeker, yeah. I think. Yeah, there's oh, exactly secret. There's like a big rumor that like some things are going to change with next season of Owl. So this is basically a big sign. What was the biggest hurdle for organizations to come in or, or investors new 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 blood coming into the Overwatch League is this particular buying fee was huge. And maybe there's some like huge structural changes uh, that are going to happen. Um Maybe it's all tied to it. Maybe not. Yeah. Either way, at this point where the league is not making money, bleeding, like they can't really, you know, get the sponsorships. And I think, at what point do you, you know, steer the ship away from the iceberg, or just like you're not gonna, like in the Titanic, the captain he goes just holds on to the wheel and goes down with the ship. And then I, I think it's a good thing that like the league is trying to, to, to <laughs> yeah. 
change the course. And uh, that's what it feels like to me. Like we're, we're, we're going to see a lot of new changes, maybe stuff like we saw in APAC with yeah. year two coming in. I don't know. No, I, I think you're right, but I, I want to slow the roll and people are like, oh my God, that means, you know, teams are just going to be organic. They're all going to enter. I don't think it's going to be that easy. I don't think Did we our, enter. Well, that's the thing is I don't think RSP, <laughs> RSP is going to have the opportunity to put together a team and enter. I'll guarantee <laughs> that there will be an quote unquote entry fee. Like you will have to pay to take part in the season. It's not going to be cheap pay to, to do win. that. It's just, you don't have to pay your $40 million to have the right to compete and probably pay in this economy i hope you you right. don't have to do that like i i i think people are like oh my god this is gonna open this door no nah, man the overwatch league has ways to prevent others from moving in like if they go and set that the spc requires that you commit to x amount per season mm-hmm. let's say for argument's sake it's fifty thousand, and it is fifty thousand, not prorated over how many ever months let's say it's fifty thousand a year right there okay so that means you have to have a roster that you're paying three hundred thousand to like how many of these contenders teams are willing to drop $300,000 plus whatever the entry fee, like, and I'm not suggesting it's going to be millions, but there'll be a m- money you have to pay to simply submit your roster to. Like, I think there might be some that be willing, like we might see that transition or we might see the introduction of a program that might allow for promotion to spots, but I don't think relegation will exist. I think logistically the point you're making is highlights how it's there will still clearly be a barrier because like we know the minimum player salary is what 52 or 55,000 or something like yeah, that. Yeah. But there is an argument that it's, it's prorated. Yes, we know there's weird stuff about that, but like you say, you know, you count five person roster at 50 K each and then a 50 K buy-in at, you know, again, that's definitely going to low ball forgot that player, player six Bob from five. Oh, right. We need to play a six player. So you're now talking, you know, 50 times 300K. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's just like, no, contenders teams don't bankroll that. Like, that's going to put them in the hole. I'd wager probably, I don't know, $275,000. Like, I don't think contenders teams are making any money, if I'm being honest. So, yeah, yeah you're, it, you're still looking at these multi-million dollar corporations being the ones that have to buy in it's just there's less of a buy-in you know it's just you don't need robert Kraft money or canucks esports money yeah it will be interesting though as well as it ties into sort of the regional nature of the league like overwatch league tried to go and blend both worlds where they were going to you know locale based or Mm -hmm. uh region based I remember a conversation with Alfred from the Vancouver Titans way, way back where we asked him, Hey, what's the Titans region? And the Titans region was like a portion of Northern California all the way up to Alaska, pretty much through to like, I think the Ontario Manitoba border, uh, the Pacific Northwest, a bunch of sort of space in the U S Midwest and Hawaii. <laughs> that was their, their space. And if that's a whole empire, come, someone wanted to come and play in that space, they had to pay the Vancouver Titans. There's a, there's a part of me that wonders for a team like the Titans who were able to go and command that amount of real estate as their region, would they be willing to give all of that up for a refund? Sure, they probably would, but there's a trade off here because it opens the door for other organizations and teams to start to market in their space. And I, I, I feel that there's probably more to this story that's not yet been told because of that. Like, let, let Toronto Defiant, for instance. 
Do you think that Defiant would be all that keen to have another Overwatch League team suddenly show up on their doorstep and say, we're your team, cheer for us? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, especially with how like uh, proud always Adam, uh, Adam is about like the local sponsorships that he's able to, you know, snatch well, and... Yeah, and I'm not suggesting like Vancouver goes and knocks on Toronto door. Let's be honest, it's Toronto knocking on Vancouver's door. Um, I mean, as it stands, most of the deals that Toronto signs, and Toronto is like the one Overwatch League franchise that's continuing to turn actively in doing it. Yeah. more and more logos. But it, 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 the the thing remains is if if that regional protection no longer exists, there still would have to be something to prevent someone from ding dong. Hi, I am your new overwatch league franchise cheer for us well i mean this is the sole reason why the calgary cabbage never came into being yeah they should have yep they, everyone absolutely. wants to cheer for the cabbage absolutely what would be the richmond the richmond bok choys <laughs> no it's got to be an alliteration <laughs> probably richmond. i was gonna say radish if we're going with the, yeah. the vegetable it's the only one i can think of i'm sure there's others uh anyhow uh we are going to take ourselves a short break uh, before we dive into the fray this before we hit record but can we just say how messy the overwatch league schedule page is now oh. um oh. like for some reason or another they have changed the schedule page so that again maybe it's a feature and, and maybe it does provide clarity because you can go up to the year and you can toggle between all of the years and then there's tabs for the different stages phases or whatever the heck you might want to call them at any given time and then within each one of them there's a series of different tabs but when you go into a tab you have to then filter the dates as to which you want to look at like there's so much going on lots more information and when you get into it where it says watch replay it doesn't actually take you to a page where you can watch the replay anymore because apparently the new page broke whatever the YouTube bed embed happened to be. Yep. Anyhow, I would like to point out that, that this feels like someone said, eh, let the intern redo the website. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but, uh, what that means is that, uh, as I sort of run through what the heck all took place, uh, I'm going to use the Pickham's page because the Pickham's page, uh, has not changed. So, uh, as we already know that the, uh, Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant both lost, the other two matches in the West that were taking place on the, uh, winner's side, this is the top half where they got the double knockout. You had the Los Angeles Gladiators, three Overwatch, the Florida Mayhem, and you had the Boston Uprising and a very competitive fight against the Washington Justice beat them 3-2. That meant that the, uh, uh, Mayhem were going to go take on the San Francisco Shock and the, uh, Justice had to take on the Excelsior, where the Mayhem 3-1 the Shock and the Justice 3 Overwatch the Excelsior. To book their ticket to Korea, uh, was the Boston Uprising, three Overwatching the, uh, Gladiators. Uh, so Boston gets to, uh, you know, go and book their tickets right away. But that meant that uh, you had teams dropping down to the, the bottom. And uh, ultimately, that meant that the uh, Mayhem and Justice had to play a match. The uh, Justice won that. And then the Justice had to take on the uh, uh, Gladiators again. And uh, I don't know what the result I was going to say, was. have you noticed that it's pending result for the final two matches yet? 
And yeah, no, it has. And I knew that the, I, I don't, can't remember the results, but I knew that Mayhem had lost. And now I'm just looking at it. Yeah, pending results. And I can't click it to get it to stop. Guess what? On the schedule page, same thing. In fact, for the final match, it says Los, Los Angeles Gladiators versus TBD. TBD. It doesn't actually yeah. even say who they played. <sighs> anyhow, um, just can't get this is very, the Overwatch League right now. This is now. a very, very professional <laughs> league. Uh, anyhow, the uh, Florida Mayhem did. Uh, get the W, um, and they they booked their ticket. So I think I mixed up. Yeah, they beat they, they beat uh, Washington three one. I think. Yeah, I think I think that was it. And then they and beat, then Washington uh, beat NYXL three zero in the um, in the losers bracket. Okay. Well, anyhow, uh, Florida and Boston are the two teams booking uh, their tickets out of the West to join. Atlanta and Houston, who already had. Uh, so what's going on uh, in the East region? And Atlanta, of course, as well. Did I say Atlanta? You did. That, oh, <laughs> I just yeah, said Atlanta only Houston. And Houston. No, Atlanta and Houston. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm dealing with the trouble that is the Overwatch League uh, schedule, and now you're throwing in just playoff, man. Which is, okay, so playoffs? In the East, in the East, uh, we had some fun times going on where you had the, uh, what's a who's it? Um, oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, Dreamers. I'm trying to think of the team because the contenders teams I'm not as familiar with with the logos. So you had the Dreamers uh, taking on the Guangzhou uh, charge. Uh, and uh, Lord have mercy, they beat them. So then you have the Dreamers taking on the uh, uh, Hangzhou Spark. And uh, that's uh, where their Cinderella journey ends. They uh, lose four Overwatch. Over in the uh, the East B, you had O2 Blast uh, taking on Simpriza, or sorry, taking on the Dallas Fuel. Uh, they lose to Dallas Fuel three uh, one. Dallas woke up, and then they fell asleep when they lost four Overwatch to this old Infernal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Infernal just dominating them for sure. And so that means that uh, booking their tickets uh, to join, um, well, the West teams are the Hangzhou Spark and the Seoul Infernal, which is interesting to note, not as clear as it should be. Now, it's not that those two teams shouldn't be there. But what has come to light is that the Overwatch League, through what they declare to be an administrative and or clerical error, presented information to the teams that they're no longer choosing to honor for the midseason madness tournament. Now, I don't know the ins and outs as to where these decisions were made, but the GM for the uh, Hangzhou Spark, having seen the schedule that shows that they're not getting the buy that they feel that they should be entitled to, um, have raised some serious concerns. Now, Gray tweeted this out. This was uh, earlier in pulling a curtain back today, that being Tuesday, outlining in a uh, multi-page statement that uh, we feel we should get the buy. Here's why. We have a signed contract with language through DocuSign. You don't send like just, hey, I'm, I've sent you something I'd like you to read, FYI, through DocuSign. That's not yeah. what DocuSign's used for. Anyhow, in that, it outlines that uh, Hong Zhao should be the top seed out of the East. And then they raise that issue with the league when they're told that that's not the case. The league says, no, our decision stands. Hong Zhao says, we appeal. And it's kind of like, it feels to me, it's kind of like that scene in, uh, oh God, what movie is it with uh, Jack Nicholson, Tom Cruise? Um, 
I, I object. And then the judge says no. And I strenuously object. The judge says, I still say no. That sort of feels the way it's going. The difference here is that the Hongshou Spark have on a piece of paper that's a signed document that one might suggest is a legal commitment from the league that says they should be for a seat. So then the league says, we're going to throw more money at it. Here's how it is. <laughs> Shut up Hongshou has said... They could, they, they, they said like we could strike, but that's not what we feel would be good for us, for the league, what have you. We're committed to making this work. But in a sentence, they say we reserve our right of using legal and or arbitrational means to resolve this incident. The Overwatch League is done screwed up. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, if you were to say, well, we're only getting one side of the story here. True. But the snapshot of the document that Gray then includes, which is the one that he claims was signed via DocuSign, indicates who will be the first seed from the East. Um, and let's just say that uh, it would be them. So uh, it's messy. Uh, Sean Miller came out like an hour later saying, oh, yeah, clerical error. Um, our intent was to do this. It don't matter what your intent is. It doesn't matter if it's a clerical or administrative error. If you have a signed document that says you're entitled to X, you fight for X. There's no one that can take it away from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, Gray, the, the GM for the Hangzhou Spark, is... There's... I would be very curious if anyone can put up a proper defense for the league. Like, he's... And again, we've mostly only seen the one side. Um, the... <clears throat> pardon me, the Hangzhou Spark side of it. But the evidence on their side in the signed contract sure seems to indicate that they have some pretty good grounds to stand on. Sure seems like the league could have just said, oopsie daisy, we made an error, which they did say, we will change it. And they just swap the two team spots on the schedule and they say, sorry, Soul Infernal, we got to make good on this because we have, unless they have a signed Maybe they have a signed document with Soul that says exact, well, the exact opposite, right? Who knows? The hot rumor is they do. The oh, hot really? Rumor is they, the hot rumor <laughs> is that the, the Overwatch League ha, like has, has essentially created this issue. I mean, so absolutely not at all related. Uh, let me tell a story about when we were my wife and I were house hunting about a decade ago. <laughs> we put in an offer on a condo. Another person put an offer on the condo. Mm-hmm. Now... That means there are two competing offers. Mm-hmm. And I, I, to be honest, don't know where ours stood. Mm-hmm. But the seller, through their agent, countered both offers. Oh, Now, this is, this is where there's a problem. Because when you counter an offer, at least in here, the province of British Columbia, it is a legal document as to which you're providing that carries with it a time. Mm-hmm. You, If you wish to accept this offer, you must sign this by whatever time it happens to be. They created a document to two interested parties that we equally both could have agreed to. Right. And if you both agree to it, and upon doing so, they have just sold the property twice. (laughs) Now, double the money. I don't see a problem with that. Sorry. Now what happens in this scenario? (laughs) You know, people are like, Oh, whoever signs it gets it in first wins. No, no, that's not how it works. Because if I have until a period of time to sign a contract and you've not included a clause that allows you to withdraw that you can't. It ultimately wasn't a price we were willing to play to play a game of potential chicken to get something out of it. Like we would have probably walked away with some cash paid for the place we ended up buying. But if we had signed it and then found out that this situation existed, hey, man, 
what is it going to cost you mm-hmm. to buy us out of this situation? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the league is in. The league has actually gone into themselves in a situation where they have need to buy themselves out of it. Very and they thought by throwing some extra money to the teams that don't actually win is the route to go. Well, and, and the other interesting part of that, I hadn't heard that side of it, which like you say, if that's, if that's the case they're in, then that's a sticky situation. But the interesting, uh, rock to turnover on that side of things is I would be curious if the league looked at the two teams in question and said, not in so many words, which team's relationship with the league do we value more? And the fact is the Infernal, formerly the Philadelphia Fusion, I'm not sure if they still are, but formerly sponsored by what, Comcast? Formerly the city that was planning on building a multi-billion dollar esports stadium. Same organization. Yes, they've moved to a different region and everything like that. But the fact is, we know the league was in pretty tight with the Philadelphia Fusion. I'm sure that also played a factor in convincing Philly to move to a different region. Um, but the fact is, again, Hangzhou Spark, Philadelphia Fusion, hmm. I can tell you which one the league is probably going to side with in, in terms of an argument. Um, and honestly, that, that kind of makes me, you know, applaud the GM for the Hangzhou Spark a little more, you know, a little louder even because good for them for, you know, standing up and saying, yeah. no, we, we also have something that says here what, what is within our rights to do. Right. So yeah, it's, it's overall, it's a terrible situation for every party to be involved in, well, but it's all, it falls on the league. It does. And, I, you know, I was talking to the, about this with another community. And I was like, oh, how do they keep making these mistakes? I'm like, because they have yet to have a season that's been the same as the one previous. Every year is different. True. Every year is something new. True. Like straight from season one. Season one, launch. Mm-hmm. Season two, expansion. Season three, COVID. Season four, COVID and relocation. Season five, coming out of COVID and relocation. Also, season you, six. You forgot about Overwatch 2 in season and, five. Well, yeah, but like, like all of these things are occurring. Yeah. And every time it's something new, something different, they're, they're playing, like they're swapping out the decks of cards so frequently that they're forgetting that they're handing out aces to everyone. Mm -hmm. And the, the interesting side of that too, is like, again, I know it's not one for one, but you know, compare them to their quote unquote sister league in the call of duty league. They have a literal new game every season. And yet somehow, And I, I mean, I wouldn't say no problems. There's certainly drama in the Call of Duty League and, and things like that. But I don't think we see this kind of well, no, screw not up. not with the structure. I think yeah, of how exactly. the league operates. Yes, and in, yeah, the dr- the drama exists. It's just and to be fair as well, um, you know, although many would claim it's also an international league, it's not the same because you know they have the London Royal Ravens um, and the Paris. Legion, unless that also changed to Van, uh, not Vancouver, Vegas, which it very well may have. Anyways, they only have like eight, ten teams, something like that. They, they aren't as large in terms of you know team base um, as the Overwatch League, so that presents unique challenges geographically, politically, everything like that. But in any case, well, yikes! When we get back next week we can talk about what more has happened because I would imagine the tweet that we saw from Sean Miller is not going to be sufficient. I honest to goodness think that we could very well see the league have to go to court. It'll never get to court. They'll have to settle. 
but it's just messy. I could see this actually delaying things. Maybe not so much in Korea that I don't actually can postpone the event, but maybe <laughs> delaying the start of whatever this next stage will become. Um, we'll get into uh, what's going to take place in Korea, uh, not this week, next week, because we got a week uh, in between the two. Uh, let's talk about Pickums though, because uh, yeah, man, I um, oh baby, how many points do you guys think I got out of the West uh, for knockouts? I have a guess; it's probably the same as mine. <laughs> Did you get four? I got zero. Oh, you got zero? You got no points? No points. <gasps> On the West knockouts? <laughs> That's embarrassing. You should be embarrassed. I got zero. I, I, sh- I feel <laughs> embarrassed, right? Like, oh, every essentially, I patch-a-marty, bad patch-a-marty'd it. You know, like, wow. if I picked a team to win, they lost. <laughs> How about you, Alex? I got four. Uh, you and me both. Did you? Can I guess which match you got right? Or which matches? Yeah, I got the Justice uh, winning in elimination, elimination round two. Yeah. Although I thought that they would beat the Defiant, they ended up beating uh, NYXL. I got two points for that. And I predicted correctly that Boston would beat the Justice. We had exactly the same thing. Yeah, those are the oh, exact two go. matches I got as well. Great minds That's right. make the same mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> but But wait, guys. Two matches are still pending results. Yeah, what about those? So you never um, know. There's still a chance. Glad- uh, yeah, well, okay. In theory, I have the Gladiators down there. The problem is that... They lost. I, uh, well, ha- so do you get points for getting the t- right team to lose? Because I didn't get the right team to win. How did they play against... Um, did they uh, play Justice there? Yeah, they played Justice. There they, yeah. Glad's Justice and they won. They must have won. Yeah, because Florida beat them, I think, in the final, right? Yes, because Boston punched their ticket in the win. Uh, my yeah. my yeah, predictions are... the moment. Anyhow, the point is, Pickham sucks. And <laughs> in the East, um, I mean, I ended up with 15 and 10. Uh, 10 for A, 15 for B. Where where are but, you seeing the East? What is is this... Spring knockouts, East A. Spring knockouts, oh, there we East go. B. There we go. I got. It. I get you. I never, I never submitted these, so I'm. That's why I'm all these weeks. Nothing. What did you get? Sorry, yeah, Chris, nothing. for East A and B. Uh, t- ten for A, fifteen for B. I got six and eighteen, so a total of twenty-four. Way, way okay. down. Way down. Anyhow, when you look at the leaderboard here in the RSP uh, uh, group, uh, Kevin Liu, 190, me at 180, Atomic Skull, 169, Sir Dr. JM at 166, Omni at 150, way down Ugh. at seventh. You want to you know what's funny about this, actually? Uh, a small tidbit, other than the funny part about Alex being down and way down in seventh. <laughs> um, once upon a time, of course, I'm a console player, and my PlayStation Network ID from PS3 era days, PSP even, was Sir underscore Doctor underscore JM. Then, lo and behold, PlayStation gives you the ability to change your username once for free. And so I got rid of the underscores. Overwatch still has my old username somehow, for some reason. Hmm. I have no idea why. I was so scared to remove the underscore from my username on PSN. I was uh, Lightforce underscore CDN. Ah, I see. I see. I was very scared to remove it as well. But. Well, because they like, oh, just so oh, you know, know, when you make this change, it's going to break everything. They, they basically said that, yeah, they, they like published a list or something of games that would likely have problems. And Overwatch was 
I think there was a list of games they knew were fine, a list of games that you might have problems in, a list of games that straight up it would just break the leaderboard and your stuff would show up incorrectly. You'd lose a bunch of stuff. And I think Overwatch was in the gray area, so I, I took a chance. And to be fair, I didn't lose anything. But in the changeover from Overwatch 1 to Overwatch 2, my uh, playtimes, it lost like 400 hours. So it, my my player card and everything says that I've only played the game for, I don't know how many hours, but a couple hundred hours instead of many more hundred hours. But yeah. Mm. yeah. And as we get to uh, the Overwatch game itself, uh, this is a good segue talking about uh, PlayStation Network uh, IDs, uh, a developer update or director's take, I guess is what they call them, <laughs> has come out about balance updates for season five. Um it's a lengthy read, uh, well, lengthy as a lot of words without very, very specific details. <laughs> um, starting off, uh, they've determined that uh, Life Weaver, real cool hero, just not getting the number of picks that we're, we're, we're wanting to see. It doesn't seem to be powerful enough. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to bring Life Weaver to a baseline. We're not going to disclose what that baseline happens to be. Uh, we're not going to tell you specifically what will be included in that kit All or adjustment cryptic. right, to get it to the baseline. All that we know is Life Weaver is going to somehow get buffed. That's the clear thing there. Um, and then as well, um, they're going to give specific notes, but, um, increased heal, increase the damage, uh, heal on life grip, slightly reduced hitbox, you know, quality pedal platform, life. quality of life changes. Our flower. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, and then it's, we'll continue to monitor both Junker Queen and Life Weaver. So, oh, so Junker Queen, um, yeah, we, we gave her this, this good stuff and she suddenly became, uh, you know, the tank that beats all tanks. So oh. what we're going to do is we're going to maybe, you know, nerf her a little bit. Ain't that the truth? I mean, I, mean, I, I barely played her. And yet la last games, I just started, you know, playing her on comp and I'm not losing maps at all. Almost. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's it, crazy. Like, the number. And I mean, I don't, I don't play competitive, but in the current iteration of Junker Queen, um, I, I can purple her. I can sleep her. We can all dive on her. Commanding Don't shell, matter. and she's like, <laughs> she's yeah! like full health. Commanding shell, it's it's a sustain. Like her own sustain is like unbelievable. And then all of a sudden, the health bar goes back up when the heels start popping. It's like, well, okay. I'm just gonna throw a Gracier directly in your eye, and you know, live through it. It's all good, right? And it's like, oh, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna I'm gonna knife you. I'm gonna pull you to me, and I'm gonna cut you in half. And by the way, you're at spawn again. It's so fun to play, though. Oh, oh my goodness, it, I bet it is. <laughs> so there's there's that those adjustments uh, taking place. Um. There's concern about one shots from Widow and Hanzo. Uh, which, okay. I don't understand the issue with one shots from Widow and Hanzo. Like I hate it when I'm up against a top sniper. I mean, let's put a an ash in these players' hands. They could probably, you know, take me out. But the ability to one shot, um, I feel is their that's their kit. Like there are ways to play. So Hans is going to get a nerf. So he's no longer able to one shot at 250 health. Uh, Sonic arrow is going to be more noticeable. So I presume they're going to like paint it fluorescent yellow and make it flash or something like that. Like um, you'll know there's a Sonic arrow. Um, and then uh, with widow, um, her, her damage fall off is, is going to adjust. And so 
you can still get the one hit, but you're not going to be able to get it from a significant distance. I don't know. I mean, I haven't, maybe it's because I don't play competitive. I haven't heard anyone complaining about those two heroes. I can see like why people upset with Hanzo because like his one pick, one, one shot picks are not as skill based as a widow, but like, dude, that's the entire point of widow, right? Just hide your head, man. Don't, don't peek. <laughs> hide your head, bring a shield. Yeah. Right. Like once, once there's a shield, uh, if widow can't get an alternative, you know, sight line, she's been neutered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, um, she's gone. She's gone. If this like, comes to pass well, which it will for for the time being not gonna see her as much yeah. um and then they they talk about crowd control so if there was a big win for us is that the amount of crowd control in the game disappeared with overwatch 2 i like it that way yes i will admit i get driven nuts uh when i get slept i get stunned i get hooked Packed, i get booped i get trapped like yeah, i mean it still exists Blashed. What else would we have? <laughs> yeah, I mean that still all exists, but not to the extent that it was before. There were shields everywhere. I got you know uh, halted and all that jazz. Like you know, I could get frozen by May <laughs> just with her primary, as opposed to like slowed. Um, but now that they've decided that maybe you know we've gotten rid of all that hard CC. Maybe we can add more soft CC. Soft CC. I hate that term. <laughs> Flaccid CC. So, <laughs> like, so, I like my so CC like, impotent. It's <laughs> <laughs> so the time of the show we get to. Um, they're making changes to May and Cassidy with this in mind. So May's endothermic blaster is going to be updated. The primary will still slow targets, but it's also going to build up to an effect that applies an even much larger slow. So instead of Overwatch <laughs> 1 May that can freeze you, this May can pretty much cause you to crawl from crawling. Like, it's going to be probably just as horrible. And Sounds awful. And if there's been a complaint about Casty and his magnetic grenade, is that the magnetic grenade is like a one-shot kill on squishies, um, and it, you know goes around corners and all sorts of stuff. That's not changing the going around corners. Um, it's not going to get the one-shot kill, but guess what it's going to do to you once it goes boom? Slow you. It's going to slow you. Yep. Yep. Damn. Like, I... I miss his OG flashbang. I, I think it was a nice mechanic. Like, this magnetic stuff, I'm not a fan of. Hey, I, someone actually commented, I'd have, have no problem if the magnetic grenade went the, wherever it wanted on the map as long as it connected to Sombra. <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, that... Yeah, I think... And she look, she's not nerfed at all. No! I certainly think that <sighs> the, 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 the... What the heck is it? The, the flashbang... No, the magnetic grenade, sorry was a strange change because it really does seem to target target things and just zip to them in a very destructive manner um i don't know why they didn't just keep it a some form of a flashbang they didn't have to make it freeze you entirely what if it was a literal flash effect and if you were too close it flashed your screen and you couldn't see for one second 1.5 seconds or something like well i think oh man like in call of duty like, like when a flash, flash goes off, yes. <laughs> like that type of effect. Yeah, exactly. Um, or it could uh, be something like I know there's one in Valorant as well where it does a similar kind of thing. I want, I want only one thing: bring back Genji meta, please. Nothing else matters to me. Well, none of this does. 
<laughs> it's true. You bring Genji out to a, a a fight here where May and Cassidy can slow you, or even the Sombra and all that. Oh, yeah, I rough. I think they had when they looked at Cassidy and they're like, "Hey, we don't like the stun. It's too much CC. What can we use his grenade for instead?" Just killing you. And well, <laughs> I, I remember reading someone on Reddit, like, why not make it like a smoke grenade? That's or something exactly like what that. I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, smoke. Right. Like it, it's a, a def, like a defensive or something like that. Or when you're in it, mm-hmm. there's some form of effect like that. You, you maybe get like an advantage while others can't necessarily see you or something like, like create something that doesn't impede the opposition. Like in this particular case, absolutely stun you. So righty McWright clip can go in and delete you. Yeah. But the magnetic grenade, I'm Anna. I get hit with a magnetic grenade. I'm like, just, well, I'll say a little prayer and I'll go back to spawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, that grenade isn't enough to kill me, but it's going to do so much damage that sh- there's not much else I can do. Even if I throw my pot at the ground, righty make right clicks going to kill me. That's what they call me. Yeah. Right. right. You're in every one of my matches. Yep. I got nothing, no problems with ready make right clicks. If that's how you go around the map and get those kills, or there was actually a, I think a post on Reddit where someone popped their alt just to get the reload to go and right click again, <laughs> just to hit the reload. That's funny. They hit the they hit the Q and they hit they hit just the cancel the primary, right and then they uh, yeah. That's like uh, that's like RPG level of eye framing or something like that. I like that. Well, I mean, they were getting kills with every right click. Yeah. Honest, like you, you pop your alt, you got to give it some time, and they're going to hide. Use it as a reload, and it's like instant. It's not mm-hmm. like you have to. It's instant. Yeah. 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 Nice. Anyhow, that's all coming in uh, season five. Fun times. But here we are at the end of an episode, another long one. Started going off the rails. Started talking about the, the you know, impotence of crowd control <laughs> never understood why that uh, that simile would have ever been used but here it is on RSP uh, but what uh, what final words of wisdom do y'all have for everyone this week GG easy support diff fair enough um, well we were talking about maze endothermic blaster and I was just gonna say if you're curious, I'll show you an endothermic blaster. <laughs> uh, is it is it is it that kind of podcast? Um, yeah, we're talking CC, right? I guess. <laughs> I'm a little bit worried now. Um, so, <laughs> last episode, um, Omni brought up the fact that we should have Chat GPT um, give uh, Overwatch jokes. Oh boy. Did you do it? And so I asked, I asked chat GPT a couple of things. I said, uh, please tell me a dad joke related to the game of overwatch. And chat GPT responded with, why did the overwatch hero open a bakery? Why? Because they wanted to dominate the world through their amazing bakes. They really need to bring peace and muffins to all. (laughs) Cute. Cute. Yeah. Um, I, then, I then thought, okay, that's a little, you know, generic so yeah, i said give me one that references hanzo and they're like sure why did hanzo become an expert archer because he wanted to take aim at becoming the ultimate dad bow master no <laughs> idea what that means oh, oh my goodness that's all right i'll take it 
Oh. Dad Bowmaster. Sounds good. Because it because yeah. Hanzo's daddy or something like that. I guess so. I don't know. I had to unfollow it's someone fun. on Twitter uh, because there was too much, too much Hanzo. That's all I can Come say out. because it was very not PG. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah. Was it Rule Thirteen? Uh, Is that it? I mean, I think you're referring it's to Thirty Four. Rule Thirty Four. Thirty Four. You're okay, so uneducated. Come I, I'm on. Not, I'm 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 the guy that you dropped this to. Don't, don't make. Don't make uh, what is this? An impotent yeah. thermic endothermic blaster or something over here? Endothermic blasters on. Well, uh, yeah. Don't Google it. Yeah. Okay, kids out there, don't Google it. No, definitely don't. But yeah, there's lots of Hanzo that if that's what you want. Yeah, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. Why do you think I main Hanzo? Come on. Because uh, you like throwing logs. Um, <laughs> if you've reached this point of the show and you haven't yet unsubscribed, uh, join our Discord. We can give us, you know, righteous hell for everything that we've said over the last, I don't know, 15 minutes. I think, uh, I think it's the opposite. People sp- subscribe right now they must after sure. hearing this. Mm-hmm. But RSV Discord is discord.io slash ready set phone. You can also see our crappy website that's broken because I <laughs> sourced a CSS file that's no longer in existence. Uh, ReadySetPhone.com. I mean, it's there, but it's broken, so good luck. Um, but our catalog at least is available because that embed's working. And obviously, we're in every podcast application out there. But on behalf of uh, Omni at Omni Strife, Jordan at Sir Dr. Jam, the host of the One Man Watch Point podcast, and myself, Chris at Lightforce, catchphrase. <laughs>